Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Show. This is Carol Topp from Homeschool CPA. And here on the Homeschool CPA podcast, um, I have been enjoying so much interviewing and hearing from homeschool leaders across the country about different topics that are important to you as a homeschool leader. So today I'm pleased to introduce to you Michelle Gross, who is a homeschool leader from New Jersey. Michelle has lots of experience with running support groups and co-ops, maybe 15 plus years, and she's started several groups, and currently she's the founder and director of an organization called The Learning Connection in New Jersey. I want to go back to the topic of meetings that you mentioned about hosting Mm -hmm. meetings and stuff like that. I, in my years of homeschooling, have found that the more meetings you have, the less people you're going to have volunteer because their time is very precious. You know, they're not only homeschooling, but, and they're not only involved in your cause, but they have a family that they're caring for, and they have other activities other than homeschooling. So homeschooling is just a part of their lives where they have many different hats that they wear. So the less meetings, I feel, sometimes is is uh, better productivity. And one of the ways you can get away from having less meetings, first of all, is you need to be able to communicate as a leader. You need to be Mm. able to communicate very clearly what the needs are when you're looking for volunteers. Once you have those volunteers, you can move um, from going into meetings. You could do many things. You could do, um, I know that there's, and I can't think of it right now, but there are uh, different apps or websites yeah. that you can use yeah. where you can host a virtual meeting. Um, yeah. But there's also Trello. Trello is a great website. You mm, can use it for yep. free without paying for their, you know, and just organizing. And the people that are involved are communicating mm. with one another, right? Yeah, I, I've looked at Trello. It's kind of a to-do list sort of thing, but yes. it helps prod people on projects organize things together yes. Yeah, using yeah, the Internet. Um, yes. So it's kind of it, for teams to work together. Yeah, and there, there are communication apps like uh, GroupMe, which is a, a texting app, if you will, but you can send out the text to just this group of people and they all get it. It's sometimes a, a better, easier way to communicate than, than texting or than um, emailing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so I like how you're saying use these tools to do your communication. So you were really, when you were talking about meetings, you're not necessarily talking about the social side of a homeschool group. You're talking about the board, the leadership meetings. You're saying the more board meetings you have, mm-hmm. the sometimes mm-hmm. less productive you get. Um, yeah, I think that would I think that kind of would go with both when you're talking about your leaders and when you're talking about uh volunteers who've stepped up to do certain activities, you know, whether it's a field trip, whether yeah. it's a potluck, you know, both of those. I mean, our board only meets once a year. Uh we used to meet more, but it was mm-hmm. very hard first of all to get people together. Um some had young kids, some didn't have young kids, but it just it was yeah, and we usually meet at the after the school year is over, we mm-hmm. come together. We talk about you know what, where are we at financially, but during the year we're still in communication. You know we have an email gotcha. form that we use, 
and we communicate yeah. very well with one another when a situation comes up it's on the it's on that forum you know so we are talking throughout the year we're just not physically meeting and sometimes okay. we have done a conference call if something urgent came up yeah. okay listen we're going to do yeah. a conference call together so there's many different ways to do it you don't have to be in the same physical building and that is the hardest thing and that is the thing i've seen the most with groups uh-huh. is coming out the other thing I want to say about volunteer you can always you can always include an incentive I don't always do that but incentives do work you know like hey you don't have you have free admission if you run this event or you don't have sure. to do set up sure. a cleanup you know think about incentives and they, they they don't have to be you know financial incentives they could be other incentives that you can use especially if you're a 501c3 you have to be careful with that yeah, you have to be careful. Uh, any kind of incentive that looks like you're trying to pay somebody for their services, yeah, right. this is true, because right. then it's taxable income to them. But free admission is just like, you know, this is a perk. A lot of times mm-hmm. these field trips will say the teacher or the chaperones get in for free, and this right. uh, volunteer becomes that, that, quote, teacher or chaperone who gets in for free. Or I like what you said, you don't have to clean up because you know just because just because yeah. you volunteered to run it doesn't mean you have to stick around and clean up somebody else exactly. can you don't have to be that open and then close the building or something yeah. like that yeah you got to get kind of creative what motivates people figure out what motivates right. them and some people are just motivated by lots of thank yous and praise some are motivated by a little gift so if you can, dear leaders, put in your budget a little appreciation gift at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Some like flowers, some like small gift cards or restaurants mm-hmm. or, you know, night out. I, I hear what you're saying completely about the physical meeting. It is, it is hard, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because th- these are families with kids. So it is hard yeah. to have those evening meetings or something like that. Yeah. I love what you said about conference calls. You and I are talking on a, a, a free conference call. It's called freeconferencecalls.com right now and recording this podcast. So it's a wonderful service. And yeah. the meetings can even be recorded like we're recording this in case someone can't make it, they can listen in. So I right. love how you use that technology. My, when I was on a co-op board, we met during the co-op hour. Remember how we said everybody got a mm-hmm. free hour? They either had to help. So anybody who was on the board, I mean, the people who scheduled classes, yeah, that was quite the job, but they they made sure that the five or so board members all had the same hour free, and that's when we had our board meetings. Yeah. Um, that's hard. And sometimes there's nothing yeah. to do every week, but then it means right. you can pray for the group or tackle other things or do a little yeah. board training, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And some groups can do that. We've had years of co-ops where our group was not large enough where we – literally used everybody every hour um, yes. so when yes. when you have because we do have a policy of n- no less than two moms in a room at a time yes so yes. you know we can't just have one person so sometimes that is a little hard yeah but we have yeah. met after co-op and then that's really hard because your brain right. is just about done <laughs> and the kids are tired and cranky yes. and want to yes. be even or want to be fed and yeah I agree yeah. I always I always had to come home after co-op and ours lasted for three hours and we had lunch in there too so yeah I'd come mm-hmm. home and I have to lay down on the couch yes <laughs> let's be quiet yes <laughs> I need to rest the, the other thing yeah. I, the other Go thing ahead. I want to mention I don't know about you Carol but I don't like to be micromanaged when I'm given something I don't want somebody mm. to micromanage me 
So one of the things as a leader that I really try hard not to do is to micromanage my volunteers. So when you can do an email form or even something like Trello, which is a to-do list, and you can actually look in there and see, okay, they did that. I don't have to ask them. Like, I, I'd rather do that than to call them and say, hey, did you do this yet? I don't like to do that, and I don't like to be micromanaged. So think about that too. Like when you do get your volunteers, how do you want to handle them? You know, do you want to micromanage, which probably would chase them away after that, yeah. that event, and they won't do it again. Um, or you know, think of avenues where you don't have to micromanage, but you'll know what's going on through communication. Like, like, like a communications, like, yeah, Trello mm-hmm. or something like that. And usually you have to have a little more oversight with the new volunteer. But after she's proven herself, oh, good, mm-hmm. she managed that well. I don't need to, I know she'll, she's got this. I don't need to be right. asking or following up. But, yeah, I will say, like, the, right. the chairman of a board or the president of a board, whatever you call them, their job is not to do everything, but it is to delegate and then follow up. Did right. it get done? And sometimes we right. don't like to think about things until the next meeting. Oh, shoot, mm-hmm. I was supposed to do that and I forgot. <laughs> so yes. the job of the, of the chair is really, like, one week after the meeting. Are you making yes. progress on whatever you said? Did you call the zoo? Did you reserve a date? Did, did we have a place? Yes. But then again, yeah, that's the micromanaging. Or, you know, what color scheme are you going to use for the Valentine's party? What, <laughs> what does it matter what color scheme? You don't need to know that, dear president. Uh-huh. I'll pick it, right? That's what uh-huh. you mean about micromanaging. It's not, yes. yeah, letting them have some control. freedom, if you will, yes. control, yeah, responsibility to do it themselves the way they want to. And it won't be like... You know, we would, but we're not doing it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's where the trust comes in. And and if it's a failure, then you know better next time to not ask that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, thanks. This has been this has been helpful. Just little little tips. I loved what you were talking about. Using some of the tools, not micromanaging, giving them incentives, trying to keep those the face to face meetings, physical meetings to to a minimum. Yeah, there is one area that some leaders don't ever think of, and that is to open up some of these volunteer positions for the teams in your group. Teams want to help, and you are doing them a great service. Oh, by let, me, including let me clarify. Them. I thought I thought you said T E A M, like group group of people, but I think no, you're teens, saying teenagers. 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 Yes, it doesn't always come across yes. that way in the recording. So, yes, yeah. teenagers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Give me so, an example. So an example would be at the end of the year, we have an awards night. And so we do have moms volunteering for various positions, but we have teenagers that also are helping. They can be the greeters at the door. They can create the programs for you because they are mm-hmm. very tech savvy, right? Yeah, um, yeah. They can help with coffee setup. They can help serve food. There are so many areas that a teenager can help. And here are some examples of what this does for the teenager when you allow them to help. First of all, it can enrich an academic experience. Maybe you are at a church that needs some flowers planted or trees planted, and maybe that teenager is doing a study in botany or biology or something. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they're learning Mm -hmm. while they're doing it at the same time. The other thing it's doing is it's giving them leadership experience. They're working, they're learning how to work in a team. 
colleges look for students who have skills to lead, first of all. Mm -hmm. So it's going to help them get their foot in the college of their choice. Uh, social connections, especially with adults, colleges always oh, yeah. look for you know, the recommendations from an adult. And an adult can say, hey, I've worked with this student in these areas, and they were a great leader. They did this. So it's great social connections with the adult world. Volunteering may help a student write their college essays. You know, maybe they did yeah. something that they can use as an essay. Yeah. Um, college scholarships, com uh, there's community services and volunteering are key areas that are recognized mm -hmm. in awarding, you know, many scholarships. Uh, there's several mm -hmm. national companies and organizations that provide substantial community service scholarships. Uh, a website that a mom can go check out. It's called homeschoolsuccess.com. They have lots of information out there for that. Um, the other thing is when, I, when I've raised, I have two children that I've graduated out of high school already, and I have one left, and as I was raising them, you know, my goal was to help mature them to be responsible citizens. So by allowing your teenagers to volunteer, you're actually helping to develop this in the teenager. It also helps the teens to see how they have the power to make a difference, a positive difference in their community. So I would say True. think about areas where your teenagers can volunteer because the mom will be very happy about that and the dad, and you're helping to develop that child into a great citizen one day. It's true. You know, when uh, I was a, a treasurer for a homeschool group, and uh, one of the teenagers she was a senior, I think, uh, was thinking about studying accounting. And I let her help me with some of the uh, bookkeeping for the mm -hmm. co-op. I mean, you can delegate out tasks like that, especially if you use an online bookkeeping program. And it was yeah. great because mm -hmm. it did. It entrusted her to figure out if this, she liked these skills or not. And then she came to me a few months later and said, would you write a reference? Well, of course yeah. I'm going to write a reference. For her, yeah. for her college app. And, yeah, mm -hmm. I could speak very specifically about this is how I work with Ashley. This is what I saw in her. She was responsible. You, that's huge. That is huge yeah. to say I worked with this child and teenager. In this specific situation, they were responsible. They were timely. They were, you know, clean, polite, mm -hmm. whatever else. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It takes looking beyond just serving in child care. Because I remember um, uh, mm -hmm. there, was, there was some comment from a mother about the teenagers complain about all they ever wanted to do is babysit. We can do a lot more than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Very true. And trust them, but, you know, look over their shoulder, make sure they're doing it right. Give them training. I had to mm -hmm. show Ashley, well, this is the, the, here, enter these checks, enter these deposits. Here's how to do it. But then, yes. then I just checked her work, and she was great. So. Yes. Wonderful. That's that's good. That's yes. good advice. I like that. Thank you so yeah. much. You're Thanks. Welcome. Thanks. I think this will be really helpful to get some people thinking about different ways to recruit their volunteers and not burn them out. Good advice about how to how to run a homeschool organization successfully without the leaders burning out. And I love mostly what you said about reproduce yourself, foster that yes. teamwork, share your knowledge so that mm -hmm. it's passed on to so the group. Uh, we want groups to be successful and long-lived. <laughs> correct, correct. And one yeah. day I may write a book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We get it out now. Yeah, put all your thoughts out now. This is a good I don't start. have the time to write it. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. But see, you might forget it. So you just take notes I know. Now. Write it later. Yeah. Notes now. Write it later. Well, thanks so much, yeah. Michelle. I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Carol. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.